Dusty sleigh, dusty sleigh, dusty sleigh. Check checking. One's from the trailer park, one's from the farm. Rings on their fingers, no babies on their arms. Taking life with a grain of salt and lime. Living, loving, laughing. We're having a good time. Nothing too deep won't tell you how to vote. Two stand up comics with stories from the road. We're cutting up, really ain't no crime. Dusty Slay is in Kansas City, and aliens are on the moon. This is We're Having a Good Time Podcast. host Hannah Hogan and what a wonderful what a wonderful week what a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend uh, I hope everyone had a really great time with family uh, I would say that as a Canadian Thanksgiving is my favorite American holiday I think it's really nice that they take the time out to be thankful and see family or Um, Just be with friends and hang out. And that is one of my favorite parts about Thanksgiving. Um, Because in Canada, we have Thanksgiving in, I think, early October, I want to say. And uh, it's just not as big of a deal. Christmas is more uh, big in Canada. And uh, Dusty and myself went to Alabama for Thanksgiving and it was great. We took a five-hour drive down to Bama and uh, stayed there for about five or six days. And, oh, gosh. I probably, I watched football all day. I was probably just lying on a couch for three days straight. Um. It was a lot of football. And you know what? It's pretty entertaining, but also I dip in and out. And I'm sort of like, oh, man, football still. Um, but there was a lot of football consumed. Dusty, Dusty's dad is, a, is, is from Alabama, so he is a big Alabama football fan. And uh, this is a world that I only know because I married Dusty. Um, I had no preconception or information about the Alabama state rivalry between Alabama and Auburn. And the interesting thing about this is it's a personal issue because Dusty's dad is a huge 
Alabama fan, and Dusty's mother is a Auburn fan, and they're divorced, and they've been divorced for you know several years, like like several years, and so I hang out with. Uh, Dusty's dad and it's all Alabama and it's just Bama's great and it's Bama 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 and then I go hang out with his mom um, and it's the complete opposite you can't say anything good about Bama and you just basically um, speak ill of Alabama football so a lot of football was watched and um, and that that to me is Thanksgiving also just being with family the great thing about Thanksgiving in the Southeast is it's warm. Um, that's that's something as I know I'm talking about being Canadian a lot, but I notice a lot when the seasons change, especially into winter. And I've been living in the South for three years. And I really do like that it's not so cold. <laughs> it's, it's warm. It's kind of windy. You know, you still have to wear a jacket, but, you know, this time in Toronto right now, they've probably had bitter cold nights, several of them, Um, you know, that's probably already snowed. Uh, It just gets so cold, and I really like that it's not so cold in the South. That sounds like a simplification, but it is. It's just the South is warm, and you can't beat good weather. So thank you to the South. I'm thankful for the Southern weather. And I'm uh, thankful for Dusty's family and Thanksgiving. And I'm thankful for a day to remind me to be thankful. So we're having a good time. Here's a conspiracy. Bigfoot. Urban legends. Ghost exist. Okay, y'all. We all know that there are conspiracy theories abound about the moon landing. Yeah, I'm going to go there. The moon landing. Now, I'm sure we are all vaguely familiar with the idea that we didn't do it, right? That's the main uh, principle of the people who uh, detract the uh, official story by NASA that we went to the moon in 1969. And by we, I mean America went to the moon in 1969. And I have seen some footage that has uh, illuminated me to consider that uh, hypothesis true. Um, I will sit here right now and say I question whether. Uh, the story of going to the moon as it was told to the public is, in fact, how it all played out. Uh, for some time, I wanted to be convinced that Stanley Kubrick wasn't involved because I believed that Stanley Kubrick was involved with the moon landing. Stanley Kubrick was a, the greatest film director, certainly in the 60s. And he had recently, in the in the 1960s, um, directed a movie that made space look very real. And the story holds, or the conspiracy holds, that Stanley Kubrick was enlisted to film a moon landing. Now, some people say that they filmed this moon landing. Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick was forced to secrecy, filmed this moon landing, and this is what we were told and that we didn't really go to the moon and Stanley Kubrick just kind of fabricated this with, yeah, I guess the U.S. government 
were these powers. But this is the theory that I recently became illuminated. Um, I, I think I've said illuminated twice, but this is the theory that um, is also possible. What if Stanley Kubrick did shoot a moon landing video and they have used the footage, but that also US astronauts did actually go to the moon as well. Both are true. That, that uh, an alternate moon landing was filmed, but also the US did go to the moon. And here's the catch. This is why, well, why wouldn't you just lead with the truth if you did go to the moon? Because this is the other thing that this YouTube video said was that, you know, Buzz Aldrin and the, the guys, the gang, uh, the Apollo 11 gang, they got to the moon, they did their moon business, and they were there for several hours. They were there for, I think, over uh, 28 hours or something like this, walking around the moon, uh, videoing it. Maybe not all of it, but they were there. And they encountered aliens, moon aliens. That's the theory that I that I that that YouTube is informed me about. That Stanley Kubrick shot this video and they went there because the US government wanted like in case they didn't make it to the moon that they could say they made it to the moon because this is the time of the cold war and for some reason you know worldwide dominance was uh, proven if you got to the moon so Russia was trying to go to the moon probably Japan um, and America was trying to go to the moon and beat them all and they were all trying to beat each other so even if you know they make this big hoopla about going to the moon in 1969 they don't get there they got this Stanley Kubrick film to fake it uh, so they did get it and they did go to the moon and some of the footage that they've shown is real but they don't tell you the story how they encountered aliens on the moon <laughs> so that's pretty wild because I've never really heard that that there's moon aliens moon aliens you'd think you'd be able to see them from earth because the moon's so bright and clear you know you can look at the moon you think you can you, you think you can see it. You can see everything that's on it on a bright night. And um, so that's something to consider. You know, I sort of think that both those things might be true. I believe in aliens. Uh, I do think that Stanley Kubrick, him being enlisted to shoot a moon landing in, in a studio, a secret studio in Britain, is not unfounded and highly likely, I think, you know, uh, from where I sit. And um, so I, I encourage uh, if you're listening and you're into conspiracies and if you're curious about the moon, and I think that we all are curious about the moon, uh, check it out. There's some really fascinating videos uh, on the moon and what the moon is and the whole Cold War race to the moon. And uh, I've always been fascinated by it. So I think that maybe there are moon aliens and that uh, we did, America did go to the moon in 1969, but the story wasn't told truthfully because no one told us that they also ran into aliens. And the reason <clears throat> people, the U.S. NASA stopped going to the moon in the 80s is because the aliens told them to get out. Get off the moon. This is our moon. Don't mess with us. So I think that's pretty cool. Great Scott. What do you want? 
One of my all-time favorite movies was Apollo 13, and that's with Tom Hanks. And Apollo 13 is... I mean, imagine being in a spaceship bound for the moon and then things go wrong. It's the perfect nightmare. It's such an entertaining, fascinating thing because it's so hard to imagine being in outer space. You know, so when that really happens and then some, someone makes a movie about it, it's, yeah, you know, based on a real story, movies are always really captivating. So I remember Apollo 13. That was a great movie. And that starred Tom Hanks. And the thing that I never understood was how they could sling the spaceship around the moon. I mean, that is, that's so wild to be that kind of smart space engineer to think that that's a good idea. We're going to try to just curve you around this planet and hopefully this planet's energy Will you will swing you back to Earth? I mean, sometimes I just think, what would I do in those high pressure freak out situations? You know, I think that's what gives me anxiety is thinking about all these crazy things that could happen to you. And you're like, I could not handle that. I could not handle that at all. If I was stuck in a spaceship, I'd be like, shoot me. <laughs> this is so terrifying. How do you even die in space? Does the space air just get in? I mean, they would just be stuck in a ship, I suppose. I don't even know how that works. Maybe you're like, let me out. Let me out into space. Um, so as a kid, I like, I don't know. I think space is such a fun thing to think about and... Obviously, when you put Tom Hanks in a movie, it engages everyone. It's He's a family man. He's a family actor. He's done so many fun movies. Another Tom Hanks movie that I loved growing up was Splash um, with Daryl Hannah as a mermaid and Tom Hanks as her love interest. Such a great movie. It was young Tom Hanks, just young strapping Tom Hanks. And she's a mermaid. Obviously, as a little girl, I loved it. I loved a mermaid movie. I mean, that's so fun. And they made her really look like a mermaid, too. Like, she had real gills and stuff. Ah, when I was a little girl. All right, we're going to go into some story time. Story time with Dusty and Hannah. Story time. When I was a little girl growing up in Canada, uh, for a couple years in a row, my family and my and some of my extended family took trips to Florida, and we did that in around April or May. So, or maybe it was maybe it was March. We probably would have gone in the winter because you're sort of like get out of Canada. And so, two or three times, um, my my family, my brothers, and I went to Florida, and we drove down to Florida. And then two other carloads had my cousins and, and my aunts and stuff. And we went down to Florida, and it was uh, awesome. You know, it was really warm. We stayed in condos. We went to Disneyland. My parents drank by the pool. And um, I loved it because we were staying in a condo, and I thought condos were so cool and fun. But something that I would do with my cousins is we would um, play mermaids in the water, in the pool. And that was really fun. I mean, when you're a kid, you think of, I mean, I had so many games 
with my brothers and my cousins. We got up, we would invent games. I don't know if other kids did this because I've talked to other kids and they said they didn't do anything like this. But my brothers and I, we would play like Ghostbusters. We would play, we invented a game called the sliding game where we had this big living room that was long and we would slide on blankets and pillowcases down the carpet and and but but the idea was like someone was in the the end like a goalie to try to stop you like tag and that was the sliding game we played um uh catch the flag uh we played catch the flag on on our farm this is a real farm story and I remember I was just thinking about this because every time I look at my tooth I think of this I have a front tooth that's chipped because we were playing this game called catch the flag and uh, I grew up on a farm and my dad had his 40th birthday at our at our farm and all his brothers and my cousins a whole bunch of people came over to our house and so my brothers and I played with my cousins and I have a lot of cousins because my parents have a lot of siblings and some of a lot of them were the same age as me and so we were all friends and we hung out all the time we would play games and we played this one game called catch the flag and it was the girls versus the boys um, which is interesting because it was actually three girls versus two boys and a girl but that girl is transgendered now and is a guy and that's my cousin chase uh but she was a girl then he was a girl then and uh but but we knew he was a boy then because (laughs) he was playing with the boys so he so really um, he always was on the boys team. I was like, yeah, obviously, Christine, you, you do not hang out with us. You are uh, with the guys. And so we played. And we, I, we always lost. The girls always lost because um, my two brothers were really good. And uh, Chase was really good, too, like a really good athlete. Uh, and uh, she did not throw like a girl. She threw like a boy, which is why she's a boy now. <laughs> and uh, anyways, so we were playing uh, Catch the Flag. So... At one point, I'm running. Someone's chasing me. I'm running. I'm looking behind me to see how close the person is who's chasing me. And I turn my head forward, you know, to run. And I smack right head on to a telephone pole. (laughs) Yeah, so I slam my face into a a telephone pole, get knocked out. I fall back. Um, next thing I know, there's people all around me. I'm like, ah, my head. (laughs) Uh, I chipped my front tooth. My front tooth got chipped out. It's like a big chunk of my front tooth. And oh my gosh, I had a splintering headache. And now years later thinking about it, I wonder, like, did I get a concussion from that? Like anything weird about my personality? I could easily pin on that running into a pole because I was going you know, 30 miles an hour. I don't know, 20 miles. I was running fast and I, and I just banged my head. That's got to be like CT or whatever they call those that, that football players get because, oh man, that, that killed. And, um, so everyone comes around me, my mom like crowds around me, takes me inside and I just chill on that couch for the rest of my dad's 40th birthday. And then later got my tooth fixed 
uh, I didn't have any like headaches or any problems that night. But looking back on what I know now about concussions and uh, just head injury and stuff like that, like that could have been really bad because my dad always describes that story. He's always like, I heard it. I heard the thud. I heard the smack. I thought you were dead. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, maybe I was. <laughs> and I just, I got rewired back. Um, so that was one of our games, you know, catch the flag and the sliding games, Ghostbusters. Um, growing up also, uh, my brothers and I, um, we, our first house that we lived in was a bungalow and we lived on a river and, uh, we had a big, not, yeah, it was like a big chunk of land for sure. Like, uh, maybe an acre. I don't know. And it went down to the river uh, but my dad built a baseball batting pin in our backyard with like uh, just plastic red, uh, kind of looks like like an afghan of plastic to build this baseball pen. Like it, you know, you normally see a fence a ba- of like a baseball fence for the batting cage, but this was built out of like this red kind of. Home Depot kind of material, but it was big and it, um, you know, it was, it was basically regulation size. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking of my dad built a regulation size baseball pen in our backyard. And so we would play baseball, uh, in that pen. I didn't play, I didn't really like baseball, but my brothers played, my dad played. And when people come over to our house, you know, you play games of baseball, basically, I bet my dad bought that house just to do that because that that thing was always there. Um, what other games did I play with my brothers? Well, we I played soccer and so did my younger brother. And my dad was our coach, and um, my dad my dad was our soccer coach, and so he would take us to soccer fields and train and you know set up pylons and we would dribble around things and and so I was always playing with my brothers too like that. So that's kind of fun to think about because I don't know, do if, for those of you that had siblings, did you play games with them, you know, or were we really just real country kids and had wide imagination? Sometimes I think that's probably why I got into, you know, the arts or being a standup that creates things from my mind. I think like when I was a kid, we would, we really would go out into the, uh, world and just create stuff when you're just bored sitting around with nothing to do. Um, lots of games. I'm trying to think of other stuff. I know we did lots of other stuff. So, Oh, well we played mermaids when we were in Florida and, um, that was with girls and, you know, I don't even know if I played house. I don't feel like I did play house. Um, so that's it. That's, um, that's story time with Hannah. You are what you are. I'm going to make him an offer again. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't, um, I'm not going to do an advice to comics this week um, because I feel uncomfortable giving comics advice, but I like doing it with Dusty because he does it from a really helpful point of view. And I think, and he just likes doing it. Um, but I am going to talk about uh, something that happened to Dusty and I recently, which, you know, just sh- uh, shook up our our life a little bit. 
They're on the road again Hen and Dusty are on the road again Telling super funny jokes to all their friends Hen and Dusty are on the road again um, so I spoke in an earlier episode, I'd run into a deer in Southern Illinois and I totaled my car. And the thing with that is that's cool. Uh, it wasn't my fault. So I didn't, you know, lose any points or have to pay money or anything like that. Um, but Dusty's car had 316,000 miles on it on his white Volvo and he needs a new car too. And anybody that's ever bought a car knows what a headache it is to buy a car. And the prospect of having to buy two, in the, at least in the next six months, we just thought, well, let's just get two at once. So we both got new cars this week, which is awesome. It's so fun to get a new car. I really like our new cars. They're uh, both Toyotas, same year. And... Uh, but the thing that we weren't ready for was that Dusty traded in his white Volvo when we bought the car. So we just got rid of it one day and we didn't really know that it was going to happen like that. And uh, so Dusty's like a little sentimental about losing his car, but also we're excited for new cars. But, you know, it's weird. <clears throat> it's weird how inanimate objects like homes or cars or places can, you know, make you miss them because they were with you or were a part of you in your life for a long time. And Dusty's car really is that for, for Dusty and for, for me as well. Um, Dusty drove up to Canada and um, that's the reason we started dating. Uh, we That first summer that we were dating, I was still living in Canada, and he uh, would drive up to the border, and we would hang out in Windsor, right next to Detroit. And then I would also fly to the States and meet him sometimes where he was working in a city, and we would hang out, and we would drive all around, and his car was just solid. And then when we moved to, or when I moved to Nashville, he still had his car, and Dusty has... Uh, driven that car, you know, three weeks out of every month, usually for the last three or four years, he's traveled all across America. You know, he's been north, south, east and west. I mean, he went to Phoenix, Arizona with his car. He's gone to Maine. He's gone to Canada. He's gone to Florida. Uh, so it's been a really good car. Um, and I know he's going to talk about it more on the podcast, but um, get you a good car. You know, I think that that is, uh, that's it. And, but it's such a gamble cars cause you never really know because like with my car, this was also, this is my story with my car. Um, that was my very first car. Actually. Uh, I only got my driver's license when I was 30, maybe 31. I could have been 31 actually. Um, and and I wasn't going to get a car because I was just living in Toronto and you don't really need a car in Toronto. But then I realized that I was going to move to America and I should get a car, which was actually pretty misguided because I should have just bought a car in America because it was a real headache when I had to import my Canadian car to America. That was a real headache. Um, but it was my very first car. So this car basically showed me how to drive. It was a Honda Civic 2012 gray. And... <laughs> 
I white knuckled in that car for about a year and a half. I was so terrified of driving and it was exacerbated by the fact that I was driving all the time because I started working as a road comedian and would take my car on long drives uh, across the country. And I wasn't an experienced driver. I had been driving less than a year by the time I was living this lifestyle. And I would get so nervous before I would drive and take long trips. I would pray. Oh my gosh, I would pray. I would just pray that like I didn't die on the road. And I just, and oh, I was so scared of driving. Because this is the thing is I was, I don't, yeah, I was afraid of driving uh, forever. And so that's why I didn't get my license until I was 30. And I, you know, I didn't know that I was going to move to America when I was taking my driver's lessons classes and um, uh, just driving at, at driver's ed. I took driver's ed when I was 30. And uh, I didn't know that I was moving to America, but I felt compelled to get my license like because I was ashamed that I didn't have my license and I was 30. Um, so I kind of just, it was like a New Year's goal, I think, in 2014 to get my license. And so I did it. And then once I got my license a year later, uh, I was pretty much moving to America. So it all kind of worked out because if I had just kept being lazy and being like, I don't need a license, I don't want to drive, uh, I'm scared of driving, then I don't know how my lifestyle in America could even exist right now because I drive all the time and America is such a car-centric city and certainly Nashville where I live is very car-centric. And so it all worked out that I got a license basically is what I'm saying. And this car was my number one Uno. You know, I bought that car in my hometown uh, in Peterborough, Ontario. Dusty was with me when I bought the car. And my dad was with me when I bought the car. Uh, my dad was with me because he bought the car. <laughs> so, because um, my dad's awesome and he bought me a car. And that's pretty pretty awesome. Um, and he's like, you know what? I should have bought my daughter a car when she was 16, but she was lazy and didn't get her license. So I'm buying her one when she's 30 and moving to America, which was really sweet of my dad. And my and Dusty was there too. And Dusty was with me the first time I drove on a the interstate in Canada, and I was really nervous. Gosh, it's crazy. It it is pretty crazy when you start driving for the first time. I think everyone's like, "Whoa, this is too much." Everyone's going so fast. Um, but now my car is totaled. I ran into a deer, so I had to get rid of my car. I didn't really. I said bye to my car the night that it got totaled because it got. It just stayed in the parking lot, and I just took off. Um, so, you know, Dusty had a natural death with his car. My car was a sudden death by deer. Uh, but now I got this sweet, sweet, uh, sweet Toyota, and I'm excited about that. So so that that's the story with our cars. You know, car drama, working out cars, how to get around. That's a really big thing, right? And... Um, I had friends that helped me get around. I got a friend that helped me get to a gig in Indianapolis a couple weeks ago when I didn't have a car. And you know what? I really like not having a car, honestly. Uh, It wasn't hard for me to not have a car because I didn't have a car forever. Um, but But where I live and how I live now definitely makes me need a car more because there's nothing around. I just live in like an apartment kind of complex, but there's nothing like interesting around. There's not even sidewalks. That's how car centric this suburb is, this area in Nashville. There's just nothing. You can't even get to a store without, you know, crossing a dangerous intersection that doesn't even have walk signs. 
like you have to get in your car to drive one minute down the road, basically, um, which I hate. And uh, both Dusty and I want to get out of this apartment complex and I don't know, get get a farm or something. I want to put up a a baseball batting pin place. You know, I want to I want some land. Both both Dusty and I really want to revert back to our country roots. I didn't know it was going to happen to me like this, but there's nothing like land, you know, nature. Oh gosh, I love it. So hopefully we'll do that. Um, and I know we will. I mean, I know we're not going to live in an apartment complex. Everyone should live in an apartment complex for a little while just to know what jail feels like. Um, just anyway. All right. We should do one more segment. Um, well, I'm going to do a, a where we've been, where we're going. A where we've been, where we're going. Where they going. Where they been. Where they going. Where, where they been. Where we're going, where we've been. All right. Love that song. That's, that's Tom Hanks right there. And uh, Tom Hanks is great. So... This past weekend, Dusty and myself were in Alabama. We were in Opelika, Alabama. We were in Auburn, Alabama. And that was just for Thanksgiving and football. And this week, Dusty's obviously not in this podcast. He he took off on Tuesday uh, for gigs in Kansas City, uh, Popular Bluff, and uh, somewhere in Oklahoma. And... Uh, so that's where he is right now. I'm taking the weekend off and excited about it. And next, uh, coming up in December, Dusty has a show at Zany's in Nashville, and that's on December 9th. And I know that he's got some really funny people on the show. Uh, Laura Peak is on the show. Uh, Laura Peak was recently uh, announced the, the most undiscovered talent comedian in Tennessee. She's so funny. Uh, she's going to be on the show and Aaron Weber, also another great comedian based in Nashville. He tours with John Christ. Uh, he, he tours with the Christ. He tours with the Christ. Um, so he's big time and he's going to be on the show with Dusty Slay, and uh, we all know Dusty's awesome, and I wish I had his voice. It's so deep and wonderful, and I miss his voice on this podcast. Uh, this is my first time recording a podcast without Dusty on We're Having a Good Time podcast, and I honestly don't really know how I've done um, because it feels weird without Dusty, but uh, I have had a good time just kind of talking and uh, talking about the moon landing and our cars and uh, movies, Tom Hanks. So I'm going to do one more section, uh, which is a really fun one that uh, Dusty and I like. Uh, we're going to do some food on the road. I said food on the road. Food on the road. Food on the road. Uh, so we were in thanks. Uh, we were in Thanksgiving. We were in Alabama for Thanksgiving. Uh, on the weekend. And the best part about living in the country is you do get some really high quality artisan stuff. And there was a farmer's market on the highway from Dusty's father's house to Dusty's mom's house in Auburn. And it's called George's Farmer's Market. And 
we've stopped in there before and we stopped in there this time and I got a couple jams and I got some honey and it just, they had so many fresh things. I love farmer's markets. I love tucked away farmer's markets because farmer's markets in cities sort of feel like we're bringing the food to the people and it's just a bit, it's a bit of a cattle call, but farmer's markets on the farm and in the country, it's like you go to them and you know it's fresh and and it's and it was just great and so we went to Georgia's farmers market and we got some jams and I like to mix up my jams because I do like jam so you know I don't just get typical strawberry or peach I mean I like to try out different jams and I got this jam at Georgia's farmers market it's called lemon jalapeno yeah lemon jalapeno and it is delicious and it's got heat this jam's got heat and it's a little and, and it looks like a peach color it's delicious and you can't get that anywhere else you can't get that in Publix you can't get that in Kroger's you know those sugary just high refined sugars jams this that's not what I'm talking about these jams are you know fermented from the hands of the farmers of the land and it's fresh fruit and it's you know it's there's not a lot of sugar. It's it's mostly fruit and just the naturalness of how they make it. Right. So we got lemon jalapeno jam, and that was great. And then we also, I did get more of a classic. I got like a bumbleberry jam, and I got into that too. And <laughs> it was really good. The other food on the road uh, is a spot that Dusty goes to with his dad a lot. And... I had actually never been there, and I don't know why, because I've visited there several times, and they always talk about this place, but for some reason, whenever I'm there, they've never gone, and it's this place called the Abanda Cafe, and Abanda is the name of the little township there, and it's called Abanda Cafe, and it's it's basically the size of half of a, of a, of a portable house. You remember in, in school, you'd have portables outside the school. They, it's basically that size. It's very small and they have a kitchen tucked away and this lady runs it and, you know, she lives beside it as well. And it's just really like Southern home cooking, uh, eggs and biscuits and gravy. And, um, and it was really tasty. And I'm so sorry that I'm forgetting the lady's name because um, she's really good friends with Dusty's dad and Dusty as well. And they were really excited um, for Dusty because his dad's really proud of him. So he's telling all the people in the town about his son getting on late night TV and uh, this and that. And so we went in there and, and we ate there and I got an omelet. And it was honestly, it was probably the greasiest omelet I've ever eaten in my life. And I mean that with all due respect. Um, because it was still good, but I'm like, what did they even put on this? Sometimes that's what happens to me. I'll be eating in the South and I'll be like, how do you, how much butter did you use? Like how much did you use? Because I've never seen an egg drip, but this omelet dripped, you know, it had this grease or butter, just liquid, um, and I ate it up, but I could also have, uh, you know, just patted it down a little bit because <laughs> it was just greasy. Um, 
but that's that's they love it like that down there i mean that was the cool thing about the Banda cafe it really feels like oh, that's where all the farmers go and eat and you know all the hunters and families came in there and it's not even very big but people are coming in going you know and uh, so that's the Abanda Cafe. Um, so that's some food on the road. Well, this has been a really fun episode for me. Um, you know, I suggested to Dusty, why don't we just, you know, do it remotely? Because uh, I wanted Dusty to be on the podcast. Uh, uh, so I'm sorry if, if Dusty, uh, if you guys love Dusty and he's not on the podcast. Because um, it definitely makes a difference. But if you hung out to the end of this, awesome. We're having a good time. I'm having a good time. Dusty's having a good time. And uh, we're going to be having a good time. Uh, Dusty's show is on December 9th at Zany's. And you can follow him at, uh, at Dusty Slay on Instagram. And I miss Hannah Hogan on Instagram. I'm actually also going to be at Zany's in December on December, I'm going to say 10 and 11 or 12 and 13. I'm in, I'm opening for Gary Goldman, uh, at Zany's the second weekend of, of December. So whatever dates those are, I'm sorry. My calendar is not around me, but check it out. Check out zanies.com. We have lots of funny people coming to the club this month. So that's cool. And, um, Make sure you uh, like and subscribe and, and comment on the podcast and share it with someone if you think it's interesting. Also, if you have any road stories uh, that you want to share, if you're a comedian and you have a wild road story, write one and, and email it and send it to us. We've read some really good ones. And uh, yeah, if you want to make it a whole piece, we've read three or four page long stories and I've loved it. So send in your stories. Um, and, uh, and yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. I uh, hope you have an awesome weekend because we're having a good time.